0: Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to Lynn Show at gmail dot com. And now your host, Lynn
1: Cullen. Hey there. Welcome. Good morning. It just I don't know how out of it I've been that it just occurred to me that we're almost at the second anniversary
0: of January sixth. It's been a year. It's been a year. Which just proves what someone put on Twitter that I saw this morning. It's, I mean, it's proof that the time also flies when you're not having fun wow a year when i often uh moan about our uh, uh, speedy
1: wheels of justice wow a year
0: ago there was an attempted violent attempt to overthrow our our government and uh, no one in a position of authority has suffered any consequences other than perhaps... uh,
1: increased legal bills. Maybe a sleepless night here or
0: there, but wow. January sixth. And life just went on. Incredible. I mean I was
1: I read I read this this article, I was reading an article about God knows what, this, the sixth and all that, and Mark Meadows and how he's he's gonna be the the latest uh Trump uh and uh loyalist to be uh thrown under the bus. I mean he already is being thrown under the bus. When did these people realize? All of them, all of them. That carry water for this guy. That he will
0: take them out the minute that they are no longer of use to him. Um, Meadows,
1: this is this is a sentence I read, and then it just stopped me in my tracks.
0: Meadows kept in close touch with some of the president's lawyers,
1: including the group who gathered at the Willard Hotel, a block from the White House, in advance of January 6th, to
0: strategize on how to overturn the election. That That is...
1: Treason—that That is sedition. I don't know exactly what that is. That, that, that sentence is put there um, like, uh, you know, the sky is blue. The grass is green. Yeah, these guys are meeting on January 6th to strategize on how to overturn the election. And then the thing just goes right on. Matter of fact, this is where media makes me nuts. If, in fact, it's now known that a group of lawyers and Trump loyalists had a war room in the Willard Hotel that the president's chief of staff stayed in touch with, and they were, according to this report, and we know it, strategizing on how to overturn the election. Well, that, folks,
0: is an attempt to overthrow the government. I and life goes on. Life goes on. Ooh D.
1: Well, here's the good news. I found this in the paper today. Um Excuse me. Uh, North Korea, at least we're not in North Korea. That's the good news. At least we still have a more uh, freedom and more of a democracy, kind of, sort of, uh, certainly, than the poor souls who, by dint of uh, bad luck in their birth, found themselves uh, in North Korea. North Korea has publicly executed at least seven
0: people for watching K-pop videos from South Korea. (laughs) We don't even manage to
1: get the likes of all of these uh, instigators of uh, a coup d'etat in this country. We don't even get them charged with
0: anything a year after they attempt to overthrow the government. And in North Korea, if you listen to the wrong band, you're going to get executed. Wow. I think if you're up to no good, this is the country to be in. This is the place to be.
1: Well, this is the place to be if you're a white person. Because, obviously, our justice system reacts uh, in a hair trigger fashion if you're a black person who has committed a crime or is just walking around being black hair trigger quickness there white white collar types people with power now you can you can pretty much right out there, try to overthrow the government of the United States, and you're still living in your fancy houses, and you're still being interviewed by members of the media and treated with, uh, you know, I guess a measure of respect. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of treated with a measure of respect, I see that um, some appalling uh, group of conservatives called America Turning Point... No, Turning Point USA, they're having a big conference. They've invited all the biggies.
0: Tucker Carlson, Ted Cruz. But the one they're really pushing. Kyle Rittenhouse. See? In this country, you can be a a white
1: guy kid. You can have gunned down two people and, well, quite make it on the third person, but you can then be acquitted of having committed any crime whatsoever and then
0: you can start making gazillions of dollars as a hero of
1: one of the two major political parties in this country,
0: the Republican Party. Again, I'll go to Twitter. Someone wrote, if I killed someone,
1: even if someone, he killed two. If I killed two people on almost a third, even if I believed it was in self-defense. Let's let let's let that slide in. All right, let's give him that. He really thought he was defending his life. This person says, I wouldn't want to be famous for having killed people. But that's probably because I'm a fundamentally decent human being. And so the people at these... Uh, Republican conferences who think and who know that Kyle Rittenhouse will be a draw.
0: He is going to be cheered. You know, and if they could, if things had gone better for uh,
1: Derek Chauvin, the cop, took out George Floyd, or for those three Grotesqueries, like human beings,
0: who actually were found guilty. Where was that? Yeah. In the Aubrey case, the Aubrey killing. Um,
1: yeah, the, I forgot what I was going to say. These are heroes. These people. Oh, Derek Chauvin, if things had turned out a little differently, would also probably be speaking at this event, because this is what the Republican Party now stands for. What they
0: what they stand and cheer for. Who they identify with. who they hold up as heroes. Wow. Hey,
1: remember that obituary I started the show with yesterday yesterday, the one that went on forever and ever. It took it took fourteen minutes for me to read. Uh that obit is all over the internet now. Not surprised. Um, but it's not the it's the it's because not i don't think anyone other than i'm aware of me picked it out of the post gazette which is where i saw it but it was also printed in some other uh newspapers because uh the woman the woman who died uh was born and raised here that's why the obit was here and then she spent a whole lot of her life in in uh, North Carolina. And so the obit was also put in the Fayetteville uh, paper. And I happened to just, you know, looking through Twitter yesterday, somebody in Fayetteville posted it and said, look at this. And I'm sure it was probably in a Florida and maybe a Texas newspaper. So if the son, her son who wrote this, was intending, and I think he was, to have it go viral, to have his moment in the sun. Um, I, I think
0: he he pulled it off. Just saying. I also, I'm jumping all over again.
1: I know it's it's you know it's 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 indicative of the the state of my mind. <laughs> Uh, these days, there's just so much out there. This is why, you know, we it's so we're so easily distracted,
0: hard to focus. We flit from place to place. I didn't know Bell Hooks. I wanted to say, and uh, I think I was a little old and a little too white.
1: If I had been in college 10 years later, I would know bell hooks. And as I I've read about her since she died and I've been reading a lot of tributes to her I might not have known bell hooks, but my Lord, she was huge in the lives of so many black women. And I I, I just, I, I, what I'm seeing, again, social media is black women just mourning her death at 69 and also crediting her for changing their lives, for uplifting them, for providing them uh, strength, the
0: voice. Here is one, a woman named Leslie Mack, tweeted,
1: just for your information, black women are not okay today. This loss is hitting us hard. Bell Hooks was an entry point to radical thinking for so many of us. I remember discovering her in high school, and it completely shifted my understanding of the world. This is a woman who wrote a whole bunch of books and brought the concept of feminism to the black audience that the white feminist movement, in other words, the feminist movement, had not reached. And like so many things, white women at the head of the white women's feminist movement
0: were just
1: extraordinarily unaware of their privilege
0: and their narrow focus i included but what i think why i didn't in reading
1: her obituary uh Bell Hooks and I, it turns out, were both in Madison, Wisconsin at the same time in 1976. In 1976, I was the only woman anchor on Madison television. She was getting her master's
0: degree at the University of Wisconsin. And maybe she saw me.
1: Maybe she saw me, but I didn't know her, and she was not somebody who had yet reached the level she was going to in the coming years. And then I ended up in Pittsburgh, and then I ended up living my life, and I wasn't focused. I wasn't reading stuff like this. But her books now are taught in every, I mean, in high schools, in, in colleges, anyone who's a bit younger than me
0: knew her. At first I got mixed up because I saw that she doesn't capitalize
1: her name. Her name is bell hooked. By the way, that's not her name. Her, she was born uh, Gloria Jean Watkins, and
0: uh Bell hooks all lower case, was her end name and and I wondered why, and I came across this quote
1: during a two thousand thirteen visit to Rollins college Rollins college by the way the uh the college where Fred and Joanne Rogers met each other and fell in love. During a 2013 visit to Rollins College, Bell Hooks told an audience that she always wrote her name in lower case because she wanted people to focus on her books, not who I am. And I have to say... <laughs> meaning no disrespect that explanation doesn't quite work. Because of course, if you're going to make your name not look like any other name, uh, we all capitalize the first and the last, almost all of us, right? So if you're going to take your name and put it in all lower case, you are gonna draw attention exactly to your name. She's saying she did it so that people wouldn't focus on her, but on her books. And I, if that's really why she did it, that doesn't make any sense to me. I just have to say that. I mean, that's what? If you want people to notice you, you would do your name in all lowercase. So I don't quite understand
0: that. I think it was more of a, almost a, well, that's not a great explanation, and I'm sure that she's done many more that are. Uh, oh, I
1: just wanted to say, I wish I'd been aware of her. I am now aware of her, a little late. I'm glad that she had such a positive impact on so many lives. I'm really, really glad.
0: And I'm sorry she's gone so soon. Better late than never. Um, Ed, what are you saying here? Is this gizmo-like
1: or similar to the snow pusher that you often rave about? You mean my snowies? I don't know. Uh, No, it's not. The snowies is... uh, No, it's not. It's... um, Snowy's doesn't have no wheels on it. No. Uh, Speaking of that, I have a boxed Snowy's in my garage. And um, it is courtesy of one of you, one of the members of this audience, who came upon it, I think, sitting out on the curb um, waiting to be picked up as garbage. And it was still in the original, I mean, the original box, which, of course, I hadn't seen in a million years
0: and um, had never been opened. So he gave it to me.
1: And he had the idea, and I thought it was a great one, that since every winter, I get queries on... Do you know where I can get one of those snowies you rave about? And I I have said over and over again, no, I mean, they're not, they just aren't being manufactured anymore. It's a very long story, (laughs) but I've got one. And we think it's a good way to maybe make a little money, have an auction or something. And if anyone can figure out how to do it, I'm telling you, I got one here. We can make a little money and give it to a charity.
0: Uh,
1: I'm just no good at that kind of thing. So, Just so you know, how much you're willing to give me huh? for it. Uh As far as I know, what's in the box is, you know, still okay. The box is a little bit discolored because it's God knows where it's been. But uh, I will rave about noes till my dying day. It is a wondrous thing, and I do have two. Well, actually, three with the one in the box. So I, I might be able to auction off a second one. I have two. And, uh, just saying, no, there's never been a year since the whole snowy thing that I haven't, that we haven't ended up talking about it as the winter comes on. Of course, the way winters are now. Mm. No, <laughs> you're kidding. It generally doesn't snow when it's 70 degrees out. Uh, but then of course the weather is, uh, bizarre and um I'm looking for what was this? So there was an incredible uh weather event yesterday and this followed on the heels of the horror of the tornadoes in uh Kentucky and neighboring uh states but there was a confirmed tornado yesterday in near rochester minnesota and guys there's never ever been a tornado in december in minnesota and for that matter several tornadoes were reported last night in western and central iowa And uh, never before have those locales seen a tornado in December. And all of those places had also set records the day before for record high temperatures, 70s, above 70. Then you get the tornadoes and the extraordinary winds uh, coming in. I mean, they talk about these winds like uh, all hell's breaking loose. I I started seeing some of the uh, some of what the National Weather Service was putting out, and
0: jeez,
1: I mean, that would scare the bejeebers out of anybody. What did they say here? Uh, they forecast last night wind gusts of up to 90 miles per hour. That's hurricane. Wind gusts of up to 90 miles an hour, there's there's more than half a million people without electricity. Um, and here's someone from the weather service in, in Des Moines. He says the storm system is unprecedented. This is before the, the tornadoes. They were watching it approach. It's unprecedented. We don't have anything to compare it to. Off the charts
0: is the best way, I guess, to say it. Yep. I think Mother Nature's gotten the vibe for the times, right?
1: So the things she's up to and doing fit right into
0: the general tenor of uh of cataclysm. Uh, Barbara sends me this.
1: Dr. Hooks had been on the faculty at, uh, is it Berea or Berea? If you don't know how to pronounce it. College. Since 2004, uh, serving as distinguished professor in residence in Appalachian studies. It, this college, Beria, Berea, is the only one of America's top colleges that awards every enrolled student on no tuition promise.
0: There is no tuition for any student. 100% of tuition costs paid for, and that amounts what it would be to over $176,000 for four years. Wow. Am I still here? Yeah. You know, this is something
1: that started happening while, I, you know, I'm connected to you through my cell phone and I'm starting to get these damn robocalls during the show and they do come in and I think for a second I get cut out
0: until I can knock them off. I'm not sure. Do I have a caller? I'm sorry. Hello?
2: Hey, no, oh, I'm here. Hello. Well, okay. You, well, you were sounding like a true capitalist trying to get your cap your snowies out to the highest bidders, but uh, I still have respect for you. But
1: Well, it goes to – it's going to go to charity.
2: Oh, okay, okay. You are a lefty after all. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, can we go back to talking about dust mites and unmade beds and stuff like that? Holy cow. Um I've been reading the news and it is depressing and um yeah. and the and the more you read about what's coming out of these texts and emails oh, and yeah. and these and you know these lawyers and judges who are trying to who are trying to finagle away for this jerk to keep power i um, I have a concern, but I think it doesn't matter anyway um if they prosecute all these people for being traitors like that they are and trying to just subvert our constitution, our democracy. Um, you know, the, the outcry will be you're prosecuting political opponents.
1: Right, right, right. That it's a partisan. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's where, you know, uh, Merrick Garland has to have the courage to take that on because he'd be the best AG to actually if he does do it, do it because he's always been a very non-political, non-partisan kind of guy. It's why Republicans have uh have nominated him in the past for positions. Um, he might be the guy to pull it off.
2: Yeah, so and maybe
1: rouse himself
2: What's really concerning, and it's whether we prosecute these people or not, is I worry, really, I mean, I think this is, this is a real concern that if, if they take control of Congress, especially the House, they and, and if dipshit gets back in in 2024... They are going to be merciless. Bo Biden is going yeah. to probably be in jail, seriously. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And 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 I don't. Well, know because
1: we'll, we'll, have, we'll, well, because we'll be in an authoritarian, anti-democratic uh, country. Uh. Yeah. That, yes, of course, and that's why the stakes are so high. And, uh, uh, America is out to lunch. People are very upset because there's inflation. And so what are they going to do? They punish the party of the per, uh, uh, of the president that's in power at the time. And so this is how unserious Americans are. They're right now having to pay more for things than they want to. And they are willing to reward the Republicans for that with their vote. And uh, destroy democracy in the process. They have no idea that the stakes are a lot higher than uh, a normal election. And so it's business as usual. And the party of the president always gets hit in the midterm election. They lose a whole bunch of seats. And... There is no reason to believe that won't happen again because Americans, like our media, are acting like
0: normal.
2: You were
1: carrying about, on.
2: You you were you were you read something the other day, um, and I forgot which country this person was from. About like they were in some country and they basically w- watched their their country just turn into. Um, Was it Bangladesh or what are you? uh, Gosh, I can't remember. And but but what happens is people like what we're doing now are just trying to live their lives. Right.
1: That's what I was talking about the other day. It was Sri Lanka.
2: Was it Sri Lanka? Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And I see that happening here. And it's like, I mean, we've got the Omicron, Omicron variant going on. We got it's a COVID is picking up, people are just... Yeah, we're heading, yeah, we're heading,
1: it's frightening actually, because we are, as you know, uh, just at the beginning of the spread of that new variant, which is 60 to 70% more contagious than Delta, which means uh, in like, what, three weeks, four weeks, I'll give it, our hospitals are going to be overrun, overrun. And God help you, if you have a heart attack or a stroke or you're in a car accident and you need emergency care, our hospitals are going to be overrun and not necessarily just with the unvaccinated, because the ability of Omicron to get to infect those who are vaccinated is also uh, alarming but uh, at least the vaccinated rarely end up in the hospital. So we're not going to clog up the hospitals. It's the unvaccinated who will be doing that. And um, and yet, look, look, the timing's bad because everybody wants to get together for Christmas. And mm-hmm. people will. And they're going to travel.
0: Well, and there...
1: we are going to spread this baby I mean, hunker down because January and February are going to be hell.
2: Yeah, you know what? Can can I say there might be a sunny side to all this? this oh, could good. Be, Tell me. The, the, could be Darwinism at work. And and it's just like, I mean, yeah. And there are going to be some some people who have gotten their shots, you know, and, and their and their booster, and and some of them will get will get sick. I mean, we're we're all going to carry it, uh, but some of them will get sick and some may die. But for the most part, it's going to be the sons of bitches. And I'm just saying, and this is a mean thing to think, but screw them. It's like. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, we'll have some, we'll have some casualties of the the thinkers and the people who are trying to do the right thing, but in large part, I hope it wipes the sons of bitches out. And maybe that, you know, I always I, I maybe the vaccine I kind of equate it to, you know, the lamb's blood that was put on the doorways during Passover, and these sons of bitches don't see that's our lamb's blood. Maybe. And, you know, and they're, the, they're the the fundamentalist nutball Christians. And I'm sorry. It's like and, you, and you're ignoring the signs. You're worshiping false idols and, and false prophets. And they just they just don't think anymore. So maybe this is way we just sort of maybe God's going to get rid of them this way for us.
0: All
1: right. Roger, thank you. I don't know. I love sorry. the biblical. Re- I know I, I, I like the biblical metaphor. That's great. <laughs> thank you. You're Thank awesome. you. Good luck.
2: Okay.
1: Right, bye bye. Oh my god, look at this. Um Chris just sent me something. He said I just did, I did a Google search on the snowies and he found this. Reported by the Wall Street Journal, yeah. Listen, I got my name in the Wall Street Journal two or three times because of the snowies. That was a big even a book written by um, one of their writers uh, has a little chapter on the Snowies and what happened um, because of me and my big mouth. Uh, so this might be one of the Wall Street Journal articles, right? I'll read a little of it to you. For those of you who are thinking, what the hell is she talking about? All right. Uh if you can push a grocery cart, you can push this thing. So says Penny Nyrider, president of Wilmark, a Thorntown base that's Ohio, company that manufactures the Snowy Snow Shovel. The handle looks like a push mower handle, and it just glides, she says. You walk and push, and you never have to shovel.
0: It just makes a wall around whatever you're trying to clear. Uh...
1: She says, you look at it, you think, whatever, because it looks so odd. Uh, You don't realize what it can do. The Wall Street Journal reported until last year, not many people did realize what the Snowys could do, largely because the device had little marketing or advertising behind it. In fact, only about 500 of them had been shipped in unassuming packaging before an iWriter became president. And now Wilmark is shipping as many as 400 a week, and the numbers keep piling up. But Nyrider can't take all the credit for the beginnings of what could be a snowies phenomenon. Some of the credit has to go to an unnamed senior citizen from Pennsylvania, as well as a popular radio personality. NYRIder got a call just before Christmas last year from a woman who had a snowies and wanted another but couldn't find one. So NYRIder agreed to sell her one directly, but she charged the woman the same nineteen dollars and ninety-five cent wholesale price that the company was charging distributors. The woman then called Pittsburgh Radio personality Lynn Cullen, who was complaining on the air. What? Me? Who was complaining on the air about having her shovel stolen. On the woman's recommendation, Cullen ordered a Snowy. She loved it and she sang its praises on her show.
0: And then things snowballed. <laughs> oh, guys. Yeah, me and my big mouth.
1: By the way, Penny and I got to know each other, Penny Knight Rider, And uh she and her two little boys uh I invited them out to uh my parents at the time had a place in Palm Springs and they came out and I still have a lot of wonderful pictures of of Penny and her two boys um at at uh Disney world or whatever it is, Disneyland it is out there and and all of that. And and Penny had actually made a run at my father uh hoping he would uh invest money and put there, there were all kinds of efforts. Th- this thing is a wondrous thing and because of the lack of I tried but I'm just a little nobody. And I sold a ton of them. I sold more than had ever, ever, ever been sold.
0: And they started giving me a kickback. I made a bunch of money. I really did. Um, But for those of you who don't know what happened, so I'm
1: babbling about it on the air, telling people it's 20 bucks. And giving out their phone number. And this article goes on to say, we Penny's saying, we came in one day and our phones were ringing off the hook. Our two phones. That's, our customer service person thought it was a joke because the Colts were playing the Steelers in the playoffs. Oh, right. I'm sorry. It's in Indiana. I said Ohio. It's in Indiana. We're playing the Steelers in the playoffs. But it was no joke. Pittsburgh was seriously buried and these people wanted to get out from under. They had snow right then and there, says Nye rider and we didn't even have a credit card machine. And all of my listeners were calling them and asking them to send the snowies immediately.
0: They had a staff of seven people. No, now they have a staff of seven people. They were just two
1: people. They had no way of taking credit cards, and one of the things—and this thing doesn't tell it—they, they—and this is one of the things that the Wall Street Journal went berserk about. I'm not seeing it in this article. Uh, Penny said to all these people who were calling, "I'll send you it for 1995." I don't have the ability to take your credit card. But I I hope you will send us a check. Now can you imagine? She was shipping these snow eases to Pittsburgh, left, right, and center for the wholesale price <laughs> and essentially not making a much of it anything on them, actually, and and doing it on the honor system. And not a Pittsburgh person, not a person system. They already had their snow eases, and they all paid in cash. And then one day at the end of my show, this is I'm on WTAE radio, The program director, my boss, comes in after the show and says, Lynn, we got a problem. I I got a call from some company in Indiana, and they want you to stop whatever it is you're doing about this shovel. I said, stop? I'm selling their shovels like hotcakes. And he said, they don't, they said the price is wrong and they don't have the capacity to deal with this. And I said, what kind of an idiot company, when you're putting them on the map, tells you to cease and desist? He said, I know, I know, but they said cease and desist. I said, well, you get back to them and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, Penny did realize
0: that this was an incredible opportunity. The price uh is was, I'm sure it'd be more now it went up to
1: thirty bucks. Um, as the Wall Street Journal rhapsodized in a piece devoted to the snowies quote If you ever see an advertisement for the snowies, I hope you'll recall the lesson of Penny Nyrider. Every person who contacts your business stands at the beginning of a long line of potential customers. Resolve dilemmas in their favor, and they will return to you more than you had to give away.
0: So, yeah, it was a great story, great run. And I got
1: one of the originals in its packaging right here. And I'm telling you, they're amazing. So my two snowies is I've ha- I won't get into how Sears tried to get involved, and I ended up having to do a video for them. They renamed the snowies the Snow Path. It's the same thing, although it's red instead of the white one. And I have one of the one of them is a Snow Path, one is a snowies. Um, God. yeah. It's an incredible story. We we haven't even scratched the surface. And who that uh, old lady was who called and had one. And my recollection is she said she'd gotten hers in Japan. Is that possible? Maybe. Barbara says, as a longtime listener, you sold me. I mentioned this before, but it is a cautionary reminder. I loved the snowies, but I broke too. Wow. See, mine are both in great shape. One hit a nail on my wooden deck while I was pushing and snapped into two pieces. The second one hit something on my concrete driveway and it also snapped into two pieces. Aw, oh, man. Well, I guess you're either very unlucky or I'm very lucky. Mine, Mine's in great shape.
0: Both of them. Uh, Okay. Well, hey, whoever sent me a Chris, thank you. You just helped me fill a whole bunch of show here. I appreciate that. I, uh, I haven't heard a lot about the war on Christmas.
1: This year, maybe because you know the people who usually freak about the war on Christmas have other things uh to sow division
0: <laughs> with
1: <laughs> that actually work even better, but it's all part of the same part of the same thing, and I was thinking last night when I was walking the dog that um seeing all the pristine leafless green lawns that there is a war on leaves i know you're sick of me saying this but i i so find it incomprehensible that people don't understand that those leaves are the natural world it they are not something that you have to gather up they are they are of use I'm just, and, and I think they're pretty. I love the way they crunch. I There's something about a totally, you know, a, a lawn in the winter, a landscape in the winter where all the leaves have been removed is so much darker and uninteresting. And you have to figure um, that, All the little critters and living things that would prefer having that blanket over them for the winter, who use it, um, are being deprived. And, you know, there's a war out that's killing them. I know, I mean, voice in the wilderness, nobody's listening to me. But I refuse. I mean, I I bag up a few bags, and I'm looking out now on my backyard, and I have big piles of leaves. They're covering the ground, and I'm assuming that little critters that live in my backyard, and I got lots of them, are um, going to have a better winter because of it. And I'm going to have a yard that looks more real.
0: And then in the spring, you pick them up. I'm just saying. Here's something else I
1: just want to say. I hate Joe Manchin.
0: That's all I want to say. I hate Joe Manchin. Just hate him. A one person can be so destructive. He's going to take food out. He's literally taking food out of the mouths of
1: babes. He is standing and here he represents a poor state where people would benefit from the ongoing child tax credit thing, the monthly checks. And he's not on board. He's worrying about uh, what? How do we pay for it? Did you hear him worry about that when they just gave a gazillion dollars to the Defense Department?
0: Oh, God. All right. So did you hear since the
1: Pennsylvania Supreme Court, I'm still stunned by this, said that the mask mandate instituted by the uh, Wolf administration for masking in schools, K through 12 schools was unconstitutional. They threw it out. That's our very liberal Pennsylvania Supreme Court, go figure. Big democratic majority on that court,
0: go figure.
1: I mean, what I'm figuring is maybe the law as written, yeah, Uh, prevented such a wide, that they had to follow. I don't know, but it's a public health crisis for God's sake. So the minute that happened, all of these school districts in the suburbs and in the rural areas
0: immediately convened and made clear that masks were not
1: going to be required in their schools. One, I'm aware of, I think just happened last night, Moon area, I believe. And I actually have the agenda. They they um, they removed all, you're not going to have to mask. Um, they even got rid of like the need to... Uh, contact trace or I mean, it's just mind blowing and this is as the omicron comes to town in that something and somebody got uh I love this they have the agenda of the meeting in which this happened um and they posted it This is the Moon Area School Board agenda for, I guess, last night.
0: Number one, Pledge of Allegiance. And then, after the Pledge of Allegiance, they go into doing what they
1: did. Getting rid of the health and safety plan that had been in place, replaced by essentially none. Now, the reason being that, you know, stop and think about this. As somebody did, and I'm sorry, I can't credit them because I don't have the name here. Stop and think about a
0: governing entity, school board, having its meeting, the first order of business is what? Everybody stands up and says, I pledge allegiance to the government. Okay. That's what it is, right? I pledge allegiance
1: to, why can't I think of it now? I pledge allegiance to the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, I can't think of the first few words. Uh, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Ha! They say that, and then they turn around and say, the government is not going to tell me what to do. There's a little bit of
0: cognitive dissonance there. These same patriotic freedom loving folk. First
1: look at that flag, their hands on their hearts, and pledge allegiance to the country and to its laws and to the government. Oh, I pledge allegiance to the flag. That was it. I couldn't think of what are we pledging to? To the flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And the flag comes first, and then to the republic
0: for which it stands. Okay. They pledge allegiance to it and then give it the middle finger. Crazy. We're crazy. What else I got? Uh, There's this. I'm just going to throw it out there because this is from the week.
1: It's about a professor, a lecturer, a lecturer in English has been fired by Fordham. University.
0: And that's, that's a Catholic school, right? Where Vince Lombardi was a coach, or was a player, right?
1: Fordham University fired an English lecturer after he mixed up the names of two black students when one arrived at class late. So I guess. A black student walked in. He must have said their name, but it was the wrong name. It was the name of another black student. They're both women. And it says here, the female student said, quote, they were not actually that upset and only wanted the guy, Christopher Trogan, to apologize, but found his response inadequate. His response had been that he had devoted his entire life to racial justice and would never have offended. This is I mean, he was told that he had to, you know, grovel. I called people by the wrong name so many times. Now, if it's mixing up to black people, then I understand where black people say, oh, yeah, right. We all just look the same. But, you know, it doesn't have to be that. It could be somebody like me who never gets anybody's name right. And somehow in his response, by virtue of trying to defend himself, he said, oh, I'm sorry. And this and that. I've been for social justice all my life. He went too far because then the the women, the female students, really got pissed off because they said, He obviously has a white savior complex. The fact that he was trying to defend himself by saying, I've always worked for, uh, you know, equal and this and that and that. So. um, Started by using the wrong name
0: for a student. He ends
1: up then being accused of white savior complex. And he ends up losing his job. I don't have enough information here. This is mind-boggling to me. So I'm just telling all you white liberals, be careful uh, in these times out there. All you white liberals and progressive types, if you want to argue your... um, You've always been there. I've always been there and fighting for social justice. And you got white skin on you. Well, then you are going to be.
0: somebody who has white savior complex. Wow. Now, I'm not saying that doesn't exist. but if people want to ally themselves
1: and help soldiers and work alongside blacks for social justice why should they i don't i don't understand anything anymore
0: everybody is so angry so angry and sometimes
1: that anger is misdirected although i think a lot of the anger coming at white liberals and i this is with the bell hooks and white liberal feminists and white all of that this is a yeah this is a a moment that white liberal types can learn something
0: and engage in some uh, yeah reflection And I don't know that many people do. I just
1: think we're at a point when we're not, any of us, much making wise choices anymore. We're throwing babies out with the bathwater left, right, and center. Okay, I'm babbling. I'll get out of your hair. Um, have a have a good one. It's my last show of the week. Um, I'll be back on Monday uh, and probably overwhelmed with whatever horrors have happened in the interim, and uh, sighing a lot. But who knows? Who knows? Anyway, really, be careful out there. We're heading into a very dangerous medical situation. Whether you're aware of it, or you I'm sick of this, so you pretend it isn't there. Please, please be careful. And be careful around us old folks, Because it's us old folks who are going to go down. And I want to stay around long enough to Hector you, okay? All righty.
0: Oodaloo. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Thursday, from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., and archived at pghcitypaper.com.